Ben Zawolski, what's up? I'm here and it's another year. <laughs> How'd you get through the holidays? Good. Um, my COVID quarantine was up with perfect timing for me to fly back on Christmas Eve. Spent a lot of time with the family, played a lot of pickleball. Got my dad a ping pong table to put on top of the pool table, which it, at first he was like genuinely upset and like cranky about. He's like, man, we always play pool. Like, why should, why are we going to cover it up? And then like after the first night of playing ping pong, we were all just like, oh my God, doubles ping pong is so much fun. Especially now that we all have like paddle skills from playing copious amounts of pickleball. Um, so that wound up being perfect for all the times where, you know, the sun was set. We couldn't play pickleball or it was windy or rainy, which is like Maryland weather all the time. So we just had a good time. And then additionally, also got my brother into bow hunting. We went hunting a couple of times. So I flew back with my bow, actually was able to get my first deer. Um, so that was cool. And, uh, and now my brother's like, wow, that was amazing. That's so much different than fishing. So he wants to get a bow and everything. So we're, I got another archery recruit. I think on the last show, you said you were asking for a bass boat for Christmas. Did you get your bass boat? You're going to love this. So I ask for a bass boat and a truck every year. And I have for, I mean, it's probably been 15 years. Well, I'll be damned if my mom and dad didn't get me a bass boat and a truck. And what it is, is it's a, it's a, I guess something you can buy from Ford or something like that, where it's a, it's a toy bass boat and truck. It's a Ford F-150 towing like a ranger bass boat and you buy it as a kit and it's like this figurine thing so i so they're shipping me <laughs> this giant or not giant i mean it's you know probably one one thirty second size but it's like you know it's it's like about as long as as you know basically, basically twice my shoulders right of a bass boat and a truck that i guess is just going to be a permanent christmas decoration for me wow. now. So they, they, they got me one technically. I forgot to ask for a, a real full-size working one, but I got my bass boat in my truck. Well, look at you getting your bass boat. And that exciting. <laughs> you're going to take it down to like some, you're putting your bathtub, aren't you? You're going to back I in should. the bathtub and sit there. I and should just like back, back it down into the bathtub and see if it floats. Great. It even comes with a five bass limit. Does it? So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> God, I miss being on bass boats. You know, I, I was on a bass boat with my dad. I swear to God, every weekend for, I don't know, like a decade. And, you know, he was a great fisherman. I think he'd do like 70 miles an hour. I'd be like 12 years old, just hauling ass down the lake. It was so much fun. Yeah. And it, there's something about being on, sorry, the dogs are freaking, hey, hey, it's okay. Um, there's something about being on the water with obviously no seatbelt, right? Because um, they don't have seatbelts. Let's be clear going 70 miles an hour and it's just like everything's fine and then it either starts to chine walk if you know what that is depending on the power of your bass boat it just it starts to swerve naturally or you hit like uh a wake or a wave that you didn't see and you just go flying there's been a couple of times where i've been like okay let's not go that fast anymore good times yeah, we've, we've had a few of those moments, you know, like weather comes up pretty big in the South, like pretty quick, you know, tornadoes oh, yeah. are a big deal. So high winds can happen and you know, we don't get, they don't get, uh, 
you know, snow or hurricanes in that part of Mississippi, but you do get high winds and tornadoes and you certainly don't want to get caught out on a lake when you have high winds and high waves and had more than my fair share of, you know, cutting through that chop and, and uh, it gets, it gets touchy. My dad sank a boat one time. That was pretty exciting stuff. Dang. I know. Right. It gets scary, what did he dude. do? Did he hit a stomp or? Oh, I forget. He was with someone, but they straight up sunk this thing, man. Like just filled with water and went under. It was just That's impressive. Yeah. It was, <laughs> you, know, it ha- you know, it happens. It happens. And, and I think ever since then, he only got boats that would float, even if they were cut in half. Yeah. Te- yep. Technology got better over the years. Yes, for sure. it did. That foam goes a long way now. That's I miss those good old days. Sit out on the lake and. You know, we were going to talk about nutrition tonight, man. You talk about crappy nutrition. You sit out oh there and my eat, gosh. eat potted meat and moon pies and candy bars all day long, bologna sandwiches. Like, this is such a Southern thing. Well, it's so interesting, though. I, like, wish – I was pretty fit, you know, when I was doing my competitive fishing days. But, like, I didn't realize how important, like, for mental clarity it was to be – like properly hydrated because so you don't want to drink that much water when you're fishing because then you have to like take pee breaks and stuff like that and anytime you're you know don't have your lure in the water it's it's you know you're killing time but i really wish that i had a better grasp on like energy management and like mental focus and like the amount of calories you actually burn on the water like standing and, and making thousands of casts like is a lot um like this goes straight into our sponsor plug like i wish i had some some you can Right. Like I, 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 I never used to pay attention on the water. I'd always just kind of like power through it where I wasn't consuming any carbohydrates. I wasn't really consuming that many, that much water. I like might eat a little bit of beef jerky or like smash one old school, really terrible protein bar. But usually I just like kind of just suck it up and not eat for 14 hours and not drink for 14 hours pretty much. And it's like, I now realize how terrible that was. And I probably would have performed a lot better if I had actually focused on like replenishing electrolytes, um, you know, like just like replen- like treating it like it's a sport, you know, which it is in some sort of respects, but like treating it like, like, Hey, this is burning a lot of energy. I need focus and I need to replenish my calories. I wish I had done that. I wish I had some, I had some, you can, you know, well, back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't have protein bars like you know it was like those are the that era was the you know no fat was the healthy thing yeah. right or low fat and it, by by all costs so they'd be like here eat these marshmallows they're no fat you know right. yeah That's uh, and bad which for is you. which is a true statement but you know people thought it's healthy and and you know they're eating i can't believe it's not butter thinking it's good for you and it's really just you know yeah. giving you heart attacks uh, in my opinion, I should say that before I get sued by someone, but, uh, to your point, like, I wish we had had, you know, something like you can, cause you find yourself or I would find myself, <laughs> we'd, we'd be out there pounding Coke, you know, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, yeah, Coca-Cola, Mountain Dews, like it's a Southern thing, mellow yellow, whatever the, mm-hmm. you know, Southern drinks were and eating candy bars. And then, you know, even as a little kid at like two, 2 PM, you'd be ready for a nap. You know, you just right. come you're just so overloaded with just straight sugar. And- yeah. Just that yeah. sugar crash, you know? And um, yeah, I'm still living on the UKN, particularly on my long workouts, dude. It's been really, really invaluable. People message me all the time. Like, Is this, are you full of crap? I'm like, nope. 
swear to God, I'll show you my cupboard. Like it is stocked with this stuff and it's so good in that regard. I used it today at a, a 40 minute workout I did in the basement. It wasn't super hard, but it was 40 minutes. You know, it's long enough that, you know, you got to be able to power through it and uh, it does the trick. Yeah, absolutely does the trick. I, had a, I didn't need any like lunch today because of my schedule. And uh, luckily I had, or yeah, I basically like try to get some lifting in like well before I had eaten for the day. And I have the, I have a stash of protein bars here. Um, I gave one to my friend too. And she was like, oh my gosh, like this actually tastes really good. So shockingly enough, you can have a good tasting protein bar. Well, they're going to be a lot of Palooza, by the way. I don't even oh, know if I told fantastic. you that. Fantastic! I'm going to yeah. steal more, steal more protein bars. We'll steal more bars, and if you any of you guys are going to be there, come swing by and say hi, because I'm sure we'll be at the booth some. And you can use our code, which is Scale, uh, at their website, which is youcan.co, and save twenty percent, which is pretty nice. cool. Yeah, it's good stuff, and they're good people. They're actually really, really good people. I like them. You excited about Waza? I am. I'm. We have. Our Airbnb booked, flights booked, have four or five team members from the Wad Prep team coming. Uh, I can say for sure, I think it's 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, Miami time. On Sunday, we're running a spectator workout, I'm pretty sure. And then I'm also working a couple other leads to hopefully do some uh, seminars. I have a call actually with uh, with our buddy Dave from RX Smart Gear. They're going to be down there, and hopefully I can do like a double under seminar with him, uh, with their ropes. So yeah, working, working a couple angles so I can do some free seminars, meet some people, have some fun. Maybe we can do a meet and greet. Who knows? Remember when, uh, is it two years ago when we were there and you did that double under seminar and some dude was t- doing double unders and soccer slides. That was the best. Oh my gosh. I remember that. They weren't <laughs> even, they weren't even flip-flops. So like, yeah, they were literally the slides. Like there was nothing holding him onto his feet. Yet here he was doing double unders. <laughs> Dude, I am really picky about what shoes I wear when I do double unders because I always worry like when you, if I miss and I hit the front of my feet, if your shoes are thin enough, it hurts like hell. Like yeah. it's terrible, you know? And so, I, you know, I obviously I wear Innovates and they have a couple pair like those old, the old school blue ones. I will not wear those at all. Even though they're the lightest ones I have, they're the thinnest ones I have. And they, and they hurt, hurt like hell if yeah. you get hit. And I'm watching that guy out there in soccer slide. So he's basically barefoot. And I don't know how the hell he's jumping those things. It was ridiculous. The most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. He's sitting there thinking he's getting better. I'm like, bro, you are killing me. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. We had a couple of good seminars. So hopefully, I, uh, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll do it again this year. It'll be fun. I wonder what other dumb things. But you always see dumb stuff. What's the dumbest thing you've seen at an event like that? Dumbest thing like at a seminar? I don't know, whatever. Some CrossFit. Pretty... I've seen a bunch of dumb stuff at CrossFit events, like any of them. Man. I'm trying, man. That's you're putting me right on here. the spot. I Will know you... I have some some big ones. Here, I'll tell you a good one and while you think about it. When All I was right. at the CrossFit games, and these are both friends of mine now. Uh, I was walking around with Christine Best. I don't know if you know Christine, but she's a games athlete. And the, the reason I was walking around with her, she got disqualified from the open. Uh, she didn't get disqualified. She had qualified for the games and then they no repped her for some wall balls. My opinion, not a good call by them. She's a totally fit athlete, but whatever. She didn't make it. Right. Yeah. And she's a total sweetheart. Great athlete. Really great. Meanwhile, some athletes can submit videos from a mile and a half away and claim that they did handstand pushups to the standard 
I don't, uh-huh. even, I don't even know who you're talking about anyway. So, um, so I'm walking around with Christine and we walk past this place that's selling what are essentially hot pockets, some sort of organic, I think it was called Jack's or something, but they sell these like, you know, organic, more healthy version of a hot pocket. Sure. And they have this push-up challenge and there's 500 bucks on the line. They're giving a gift card for like 500 bucks. And she's a games athlete. She's like, I'm in. <laughs> and so she, this games athlete goes in and starts doing a push-up challenge with like, every amateur crossfitter on the planet yeah and uh the girl who ended up finishing second uh has actually been on my other podcast they ended up has become a friend her name's hannah and she's super super fit and she had done like i I forget her number but let's just call it like 99 and christine comes in and does it comes in and like ties her and then they have to do a a push-up off like a competition yeah who's better you know it was so ridiculous i'm like oh, christine geez. what are you doing like coming in and beating these amateurs she's a games athlete she's like there's 500 bucks on the line it's all mine <laughs> and she got it capitalist through and through i love it uh, hey you know it's uh i've i've seen that a couple of times at the games where people who are kind of renowned who have a, a quote-unquote name in the sport you know like they're a competitive athlete Oh yeah. Out in the village doing these competitions. We've talked about, I mean, you've, I mean, you know, uh, back in the day, Andrew rape, do you remember that name? Andrew rape at all? Um, it's a very unfortunate name though. Yes. Very aggressive last name. Very nice guy. Super nice guy. Um, I hope so. And he, uh, so he was, uh, I don't know if he ever made it to the games. I think he did, but he was like a prominent regionals athlete back in the day when I was competing. He would go to every single regional event and win a brand new assault bike for his gym <laughs> because that's back in the day when assault bike, and you probably ask, I bet you if you asked the owner of assault, which you know, right. if you just asked her and was just like, Hey, do you remember that guy that won all those assault bikes? She'd be like, yes, I hate that guy because he won every single assault bike challenge at every single regional. I remember like, I went to Central East. I was Mid-Atlantic. I went to the Southeast. Every single time, Salt Bike would have a booth they had at the games every year, usually. And every single time, it's 50. I think it was like either a one-minute max effort or 50 cals for time. It was one or the other. And it didn't matter which one it was. He would win every single time, and he would go home with a brand-new Salt Bike. Um, and it's just like, I'm pretty sure he actually, like one of the regionals, he was competing in it. And he's just like, well, yeah, like I'm going to win my Salt Bike. We don't get paid otherwise. Like I'm winning my assault bike. I mean, it was you, crazy. You can't blame so that's, them. That's probably one of the silly ones that I've seen. You think at some point they just cut them off? Yeah. No. I mean, like you, you can't, right? There, you know, you can't just be like, "Wow, not you. You've already won one." Yeah, you can. <laughs> you, I could. <clears throat> I own the company, and some guy was coming in and winning every single one. I'd absolutely cut them off. Well, they uh, didn't, and he did. <laughs> he won every single one that I that I saw at least. Oh I just remember God. being at the games in California. I was and I like was walking up to the booth, and someone was doing the sprint and, and looking like they were going to die, just because like I mean everyone. That's probably one of the dumber things I've seen is like people will like, oh yeah, I'm at a fitness competition. This sounds like a great idea. Fifty cows, max effort, and then you don't realize that like you're done for the rest of the day. Like it'll like it could like literally knock you out. The amount of power right. output required for that. And I remember walking up to this booth, seeing someone dying, and I was like. I walked by kind of in the morning and I was like, I was like, I turned to whoever I was with. I was just like, Hey, I bet we come back at the end of the day. And, the, and this guy, Andrew rape is going to come at the end of the day and win this assault bike. Sure as shit. We're leaving the competition and walking by and I was, and we looked at the board and it's like Andrew rape. And he just beats everyone by like 
you know, just ridiculous. Like wasn't even close. And I was like, yep, you won. Oh, Every time. <laughs> I, I can't believe you forgot the most obvious one, which was the games last year when we we're walking around downtown Madison and that dude's doing handstand push-ups out in the middle oh, of the that street. Was fantastic. Yeah. Out in the middle of the street. And then they realized who we were and that made it even better. We got live video. Like I rarely catch people doing dumb shit on live video, but catching that was absolutely worth the price of admission. It was, the oh, best. It was and they were pretty good. I mean, he was just like bouncing his head off the, off the concrete and everything. <laughs> well, I'm excited about Wadapalooza. You know, I, I feel like if you're going to see dumb stuff, it's going to be in Miami, you know? Oh like, yeah, for sure. Not only do you kind of get the craziness that comes with Miami already, but you also get, because it's hot, it's hot this time of year, it's warm, you know, warmer, you know, in the eighties this time of year, people dress like they're ready to compete, like just spectators everywhere wearing, you know, nothing shorts and no shirts <laughs> and yeah, it'll be really funny. To, Bummer. Oh, it'll just be funny. You know, it's like, as long a, as you don't wear booty short, that's all I care about. No promises. No promises. No promises. <laughs> yeah. You could not squeeze me into booty shorts right now. I, uh, I just got back from Mississippi and I think I ate my weight in biscuits and okay. So holidays went well for you. Holidays went well for me. My nutrition's a little out of control. I'm back on track now. I'm on day two mm-hmm. of get John back in his booty shorts. What does that look like? What what is uh what is like day one and two look like? Do you have a calorie number you're trying to hit or uh dude? Well, so I'm uh, I'm doing this is not an ad for the record, uh, but I'm doing a one-on-one coaching with RP. And okay. I, have a, I have a good friend who's a coach there. I met him at um, a CrossFit health conference a couple of years ago. And he's a really good coach, a really good athlete. He's a doctor and uh, or a PhD. And uh, I just felt like I needed some accountability. You know what I mean? Like I needed mm-hmm. somebody I had to report my weight to <laughs> and, and talk about like, here's what you should be eating. So he's, you know, he's got me on a one-on-one plan and, you know, we report in three times a week. Um, you know, it's a lot of what you would expect. Egg whites, chicken, you know, healthy grains, rice, sweet potatoes, protein shakes, you know, that sort of thing. Um, it's a little bit, you know, it's, there are pros and cons. I, and some of them are, are go hand in hand. Like there's a lot of meal prep involved, which is tough, uh, to some degree, but in other aspects, it's really convenient. You know, once it's done, your day set up. Yeah. The, the downside to that is if you have a craving, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> You've already made your food for the day and now you've got to live with it, you know? Yep. So that's, uh, you know, kind of an up and down and, and, you know, even though I, I've been in, you know, kind of fitness for a long time, you still, it, it, it's coming back to me very quickly that you have to be creative in what you're, prepping for yourself or you end up with a really bland, boring day and, sure. you, don't, and you don't like it. You know, like I've it, two days in, I'm like, Oh, I hate egg whites. I don't look at another egg white. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's important to, I think it's really important to, well, obviously you have, you do have to make some sacrifices when you have a specific nutrition goal uh, or physique goal, which you you're going to achieve through nutrition you have to make sacrifices, but at the same time, um, I, I am against the idea of like, like it, it should still taste good. You know, when you're, when you're in a calorie deficit, it shouldn't be like, Oh man, raw, raw broccoli and bland chicken. And I'm just going to power through it. It's like, no, like you're just setting yourself up to fail. I think 
it's very important that it tastes good. Well, I don't disagree with that, but I, I guess I would counter with, it's not that different than any other, you know, any other fitness challenge you put yourself on the first few days, you're going to struggle. Like I think of like, if you're doing, I don't know, a couple, some that I've done, you do like the 20 squat challenge is a real popular one in CrossFit, you mm-hmm. know? First couple of times you do it, you really struggle. It sucks. It's hard. You know, your form's not great. You're making mistakes hand over fist. And as you do it more, it still kind of sucks, but you get significantly better at it. You know, Um, and that's kind of the way I'm viewing this. It's a 90 day challenge to, to fix a position I've put myself in. Right. And so the first couple of days, like I've kind of to learn to cook again. That makes sense. But I agree with your point. You do want food to taste good. Otherwise you're like, I'm not going to do 90 days of, you know, crappy egg whites. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I think another thing like <clears throat> that I, and I have nothing against like the challenges, you know, whatever. Some challenges are, I think way more hardcore than they need to be, but there's just something to be said. Like I'm a huge proponent. Cause the only thing that works for me is like, I want to set my diet up. And what I eat and my my habits, so that there is no challenge where it's like I don't I don't want to have to like I don't know like really really deprive myself for ninety days to hit some theoretical goal. I think it's and I, I lecture my dad about this all the time. Like he'll he'll do keto or something like that, and like you know like eat basically eggs and bacon three times a day and think it's somehow healthy and obviously you can only eat so much eggs and bacon. So, and you lose a lot of water weight because of your uh, carb reduction. And then he'll like lose all this weight. And I'm like, dad, that's great. Like, I'm really proud of you for losing this weight in a month from now. How much you're going to weigh, you know, and it's all. And the unfortunate thing is we've seen it before, you know, it boom pops right back up to what it was before, which he had already said like was too heavy. And it's just like, I would much rather see, and it's, you know, kind of been proven. It's so much more healthy. If you can just like have a, a bait, like have a, a long-term diet or a long-term nutrition plan that scratches the itches that you want to scratch. Like for me, it's ice cream and stuff like that every, you know, couple times a week. Um, but then also still achieves the goals that you're trying to achieve, which for a lot of people is like, you know, maybe being able to see abs or for some, it's just like, I want to be below X percent body fat. So while, you know, I don't know what the details are of your challenge or any of the challenges, I think they can be great and they can really help people like have that motivation, that action to like, I'm getting out of the rut that I'm in by taking aggressive action in the opposite direction. Like I understand that psychology, but ultimately I I challenge a lot of people listening. It's like the, if you can find something that, that will work for you for five years, like that's the nutrition plan that we want because that's a healthier way to do it. It's a more long-term way to do it. And eventually we're trying not to like crash diet as a lot of people do. What we're trying to do is just like develop brand new habits to where it would be against the norm. Like it would be weird for you not to be eating, you know, clean or the way that you want to. Um, so I know that's like a little pie in the sky, but it's like, I would love to see a lot of the challenges replaced by just like, Let's create new healthy habits. Well, this isn't a challenge though. Years. I, I misspoke. I shouldn't have called it a challenge. This is, I mean, this is one-on-one nutrition coaching. 
This oh, is yeah. like, okay. So you've paid for 90 yeah. days worth of coaching. Yeah. And I pay, I actually okay. paid for the record. I actually paid for it. They did not give this to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was not cheap. <laughs> Whatever gotcha. that's okay. Worth. I thought you were like doing oh. some sort of like challenge where it's, no, no, this is, you this can't, is, you can't look at a Twinkie for 90 days or something. No, this like is that. one-on-one nutrition coaching. Now, you know, full disclosure, it's a cut. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it is a calorie reduction. Yes. Um, which and it, I, it's going to hurt either way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. look, the, I mean, I guess I'm a little ashamed to say it, but I'm not ashamed to admit that like anyone else, like everyone's life has ups and downs. And, you know, the last two months of my work life have sucked. Yeah. They've been incredibly hard, Hmm. um, you know, thanks to a a bunch of different factors. And, you know, like most people out there, I cope with that the same way a lot of you guys do, which is Mm -hmm. great tasting food and alcohol. It's awesome. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you know, so the holidays didn't treat me well. And so I'm like, all right, well, I got two choices. I can either go buy bigger pants and, and just be comfortable where I'm at or and blast and just bask in the glory of your stronger deadlift. Yeah, maybe. Or I can, you know, suck it up and get to a weight I'm more comfortable at. And, yep. but in order to do that, it takes time yeah. and you do have to get in a calorie reduction. There's yes. literally no other way to lose weight, but a calorie reduction. I don't care who you are or Say what it again science for the you folks want to in the back. <laughs> well, it's true. There's there, and it doesn't matter what diet you do, keto, paleo, Atkins, you know, juice, juice cleanse. Like it doesn't yeah. matter if you're not in a calorie reduction, you will not lose weight. And so that was the point of this. And so when I reached out to my buddy, Nathan, I said to him, like, my goals are, I don't want to, you know, I don't really want to lose strength. I want to continue to work out actively. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I work out five to seven days a week that has never changed for me. And, um, you know, and so I need a diet that will help me reduce calories, but keep enough energy in the gym. And so he put together a plan for me that's, you know, four or five meals a day and a couple of protein shakes. And it's a high protein, you know, it's got, got a lot of protein in it but it has enough carbs to, you know, to get through. And so what I'm learning from it is, you know, what should that macro count look like? I spend a lot of time measuring food, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which, which becomes second nature at some point, yeah. but you don't want to try eyeballing it in the beginning for sure. Yeah. Those are, those are all healthy habits, I think. And, and what I'm doing beyond that is like, I recognize this is not, this cannot be to your point, a long-term lifestyle. Like you can't live in a calorie reduction for, five years. Um, so I also signed up for CrossFit precision care, which for the record is in, um, it's in the beta test phase. So those of you listening, unless you're a big deal like me, (laughs) my God, you can't, I was wondering if that's what you're going to say. You can't sign up yet. So for those of you listening, you're unqualified unless you're as cool as I am, but it's coming soon. And so I reached out to them and said, Hey, I'd really, I'd like to do this because they, it also offers, you know, not only doing blood work and doctor's visits and physicals, but, um, you know, nutrition care is part of it. And so that's really cool. I'm yeah. So what I'd like when, to be able to do is when the normal know, people are allowed to use it, I'm going to check it out. Well, look, I just, I get, for me, I'm just wanting to take charge of my health and say, all right, look, I'm 51. Sure. Like I'd like to get my blood work done and, and, you know, have a doctor look over what I'm doing and making sure I'm not doing anything stupid and absolutely. And, you know, kind of connect the dots and, and so that's all. And yep. it's hard though, it. dude. Nutrition sucks. <laughs> it's, it's like, hard. you know, it's so, it's so interesting. And and to be clear, neither of us are nutritionists. Um, this is just coming from what we've learned from nutritionists, but like nutrition 
or at least like physique goals are actually simpler than a lot of people realize. Like you, you're saying it like my guess, do you know what kind of deficit you're in? Are you in a 250 or a 500 calorie deficit per day? Um, I could make a guess. It's, it's right in between there somewhere. Okay. It's probably closer to 250 than 500. Yeah. I told him I don't want a drastic, like I don't. Like, you know, uh, did he say how much weight you're going to be expected to lose per week? Roughly. About a pound to two pounds at the most. Okay. Yeah. So if it's a pound a week, then it's going to be 500 calories because uh, basically a, a pound of fat is 3,500 calories. Right. So it's like, so 500 times seven, 3,500, that's roughly 500 calorie deficit dates. You know, it's like two Reese's cups, you know, <laughs> like right. essentially. Um, but even though it's, it's relatively simple and it's just, it's a lot of math people. It's not like a, it's not like a, it's not like which nutrition cult do you believe in? Cause exactly like what John was saying, it's like, no, it just comes down to caloric deficit. Now, one thing I will caveat is like, if you're in a carb reduction diet, like a keto or an Atkins or something like that, well, the unfortunate thing is a lot of people think those diets are like phenomenal because they'll lose weight very quickly. And all that is, is you're losing water weight because you're, you have less carbohydrates in your cells and thus you don't hold on to as much water. So people be like, I lost 10 pounds in four days. And it's like of water, right? (laughs) Right? It's not fat, but for actual fat loss for like long-term fat loss and a little bit of muscle loss, you'd have to be in a caloric deficit. And then in order to keep the muscle, just like your coach has you on, he's probably saying, make sure you continue to strength train and consume, you know, the, the ballpark that a lot of people do is, is one gram of protein per pound of body weight. That's like a simple thing. So if you weigh 150 pounds, roughly 150 grams of protein per day with strength training, that will help you hold on to that muscle as you're in a caloric deficit. And it's just like, and that's kind of it, right? Like, and there we've talked about, a you know, what a lot of diets try to overcomplicate and they make some ridiculous argument about whatever, who knows what ancestors or the way that you're supposed to eat based on your, you know, you know, heredity, or it's just like all this stuff that doesn't need to be complicated when a lot of it, unless you have like a, like an actual, like a biological problem, like with your hormones and stuff like that, like most of us don't, we don't have broken metabolisms that everyone wants you to believe. Like you're fine. And if you put your body into a caloric deficit over a long period of time, you will lose weight. If you strength train and eat enough protein, most of that weight that you lose will be fat. Done. <laughs> right? Like it's 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 simpler, but I will admit, you know, this isn't talking down on anyone here. It's like it's not easy. It's really difficult sometimes to to like have that control to not eat the incredible thing that you're really craving on that Thursday night right. after a long week of work. You know, it's it's difficult not to sabotage yourself when you're kind of used to sabotaging yourself. But if you always think like a really good lens to to look at your decisions through is like, is this like anytime you're about to make a decision, and especially with food, just ask yourself, is this taking me towards my goal or away from my goal, right? Like it's, I know it's a simple framework, but if you just think about, is this going to help me achieve my goal 
or not help me achieve my goal. It, it can't be medium. It's either going to be, yes, this right. is helping me or no, it's not. Um, if you just continuously make that, like the question that you're asking when it's like, should I order that extra, you know, like, sh- should I supersize this or, you know, should I like, am I going to go back to the cookie jar for that one extra Oreo? Um, you know, like ask yourself the question, you know, is this helping me or is it not? And a lot of times if you're on the fence and you keep your goal in mind of whether or not this is helping you towards the goal or, or taking you away from it, a lot of times those decisions start to get even easier and then making good nutrition decisions start to become a habit like we talked about earlier. Right. So sorry, that was a bit of a soapbox ramp, but no, it's, it's simple, but it's not necessarily easy. And I do think that you're doing a, a great thing by investing the money that a lot of people aren't willing to invest in one-on-one nutrition coaching or in like a nutrition education course, either one. You know, I put the thought into it when I was, you know, this is just real talk here. When I was getting ready to buy the course, I saw the price tag and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> right? Just for a second. Like, I'm like, yeah. do I really want to fork over this dough for what I could probably go down to the library and, you know, get some books and just figure it out? And that, that's certainly an option, you know, uh, for a lot of people. But I also looked at it and I'm like, you know, I, Prior to my gym closing, I was paying 150 bucks a month for a gym and not even blinking at it. Yeah. You know, that was a monthly, you know, cost to my, you know, health. And so I started looking at it. I'm like, well, what's 90 days going to get me? If, am I going to be closer to a lifetime of better nutrition advice if I spend the next 90 days and really learn from this PhD and take yeah. advantage of it? And, and yeah. when I did that cost average, it was a no brainer. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're going to have tools. That's what I love about like, whether it's selling someone on, on like one of our courses or like we have a nutrition course or, or one-on-one coaching uh, with anyone, you know, it's like, it shouldn't just be like, I'm going to coach you for 90 days. And then you're, and then you need to keep paying me if you want to keep going. And, and that's fine. Some people need that level of accountability, but like, I really like it when like, I'm hoping that your RP coach or, you know, like in the court case of like our one-on-one nutrition coaching or, or our our nutrition course, it's like, my goal is that we give you the tools and the, the decision matrix to know how to do this, like in your sleep moving forward. And after your 90 days with RP, my guess is you're going to be like, yep, I know, like I can like eyeball the right amount of protein on a daily basis. Like I have these few go-to meals that I've been making that I love. And like, I know if I eat this, it's going to put me a little over my calories for the day. I know if I don't eat this, it, it won't. And I'll say in my deficit and you can just like start playing with the numbers and it, it'll become like second nature to you. And I'm hoping that's what you get. You know, the thing that I've, I've already kind of picked up from it that I'm hoping will become a, a or I plan to make a lifelong habit is what sabotages me are all these trips, like Wadapalooza is coming <laughs> up. No, seriously. Yeah. And you know, I don't yeah. just travel for this like i also have a real job you know that actually pays for all this stuff and i have to travel with that and so like the real problem for me is like i don't do anything halfway yeah like literally nothing if i'm doing something i am all in man and the problem is you go on these trips and you know you have a couple of drinks and then you're like all right well i guess i'm partying for the next month you know or (laughs) or you know you go have pizza you have pizza one night you're like well that was good i guess i'm having pizza every weekend now for the next four or five weeks. I guess pizza Fridays are a thing now. Yeah. And so I, I guess my point to that is, is, you know, what I want to be able to do is say, all right, if I go out and I have this one bad meal, all my other meals should still happen. 
right? Like yeah. all my healthy meals, like instead of saying, oh, all right, for sure. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to have the healthy meals and I'll offset the calories. No, eat your healthy meals. Yes. Fill up on the healthy food, have yeah. the one bad meal, but keep filling up on the healthy stuff and make that the, the thing that you continue to stay all in on. And that's what I'm wanting to mm. kind of come away from this is that the kind of the habit and the routine is better. And when I go on these trips and like, I'm kind of already obsessing about Wadapalooza of like, you know, how do I get through a day of Wadapalooza? And yeah, don't uh, hang out with me, dude. Well, maybe, you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm just kidding. To, if you guys are having that monster pizza again, I won't be, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for you and I will support you. Well, I look, I think, you know, everything in moderation, but I think it just, I just had to figure out like how to get through it. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. And for me, that's why a one-on-one coach is important. So like, I'm going to reach out to Nathan and say, Hey, you know, walk me through my next week. You know, yeah. what's, what's it going to look like when I'm out of town and uh, have someone kind of help me with that. And, you know, this is not a huge ad for RP. I mean, there are a bunch of companies that do this. I guess I'm just, I'm really advocating for people to take control of their health. Yeah. Which is all There's I'm a lot of great coaches myself. out there. A lot of great coaches. Um, like I said, we have one on our team who's, who's we like just recently introduced one on one nutrition coaching and the, the results have been great uh, from the athletes. But I want to focus on something that you said. You, you mentioned like something that's really cool. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think about dieting or really any sort of habits, uh, especially around the new year, it's always like, what am I not going to do? And it always is like this negative where it's like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to eat ice cream. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. And you have like some knots, but what you said that I think is really cool is you're like, focus on, on what you are doing, like focus on like adding the good stuff in. And yeah, if you happen to have a little bad stuff that sneaks its way in, it, it is what it is. But this idea of like only focusing on what you're removing is I don't, I don't think that's as beneficial as like, Hey, if I check all these boxes of things that I do on a daily basis, like I do make sure that I drink X amount of water per day. I do make sure that I eat X amount of protein per day. I make sure that I have a big leafy salad for at least one of my meals. I make sure that I do like you have all these things where you're like, Hey, as long as I'm doing these things, not eliminating them, but doing these or having these things, it's okay if like you have the, the, the pizza or the snack or the cheat meal that sneaks in because it's, you're less likely to like, just totally let the, the castle come crumbling down. If you're like, well, I did check all these boxes today. I just happened to like, maybe do this one little thing that maybe wasn't aligned with my goals, but I still did all these other things. I really like that idea of like addition rather than subtraction. And I think that's like the whole goal of like that, uh, what's the challenge? Like 800 grams, yeah, yeah. uh, 800 gram challenge with like the veggies. It's like, yeah. if I just add a ton of veggies in my diet, like naturally you're not going to be as hungry to eat all the yeah. crap on the back end of it. Uh, if you're really, really hungry and you haven't eaten anything, the chance of you picking up a bag of potato chips instead of a bag of, you know, spinach is pretty high. So I like well, the addition idea. Yeah. Well, that was one of the first things that struck me. I was, you know, reading through the Q and a, and one of the questions was, if, Hey, if I have a cheat meal, you know, or I cheat on the diet, should I skip other meals? And it goes, absolutely not. You should eat all of the other meals. And I'm mm. like, huh, that's <laughs> because I've always been of the mindset that if your total calorie count for the day, we'll call it, you know, 2,500 and you go out and eat a couple slices of pizza. Now you're a thousand over. You're like, okay, well, I'll just 
cut out a meal and I'll stay close to my calorie count. I'll be fine. Which is, which is true in the short term. Like there's, I mean, like in theory, that would be the right decision. But what's so interesting is the habit that it develops is you start making that switcheroonie all the time. You're like, yeah, Yeah. that's a pizza today. You know? Well, I think that's the point. I think that's where it occurred to me is like, maybe that's where I've, you know, really, really struggled over, you know, all of 2021 is, you know, falling into that trap of having a couple of good days and then you have a bad one and you're just like, oh, I can just keep substituting, yep. you know, as opposed to, you know, maybe getting in a better routine, better, you know, creating better lifelong habits. So, yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, dude. I'm not going to lie though, two days in and it's, it's difficult. I was joking with somebody last night that, you know, this is no different. You know, you were mentioning water weight. One of the key parameters of this is that you get, so my diet is basically a meal looks like, you know, 30 grams of protein, 35 grams of carbs, 15 grams of a healthy fat and two cups of vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I can see through this plan already. You got, you, you put two cups of fiber into someone and a high protein diet in the first week, <laughs> you're definitely losing weight, but you're going to oh, be in gosh. one specific room in the house, losing it for a while. <laughs> like, I see oh, what's coming, goodness. you know. This is why we're not sharing an Airbnb or a hotel. <laughs> You're right about that. I need some. <laughs> alone, I'm going to need some alone time. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really excited about your your journey there, and I think it's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be yeah. good. Well, and then you know, kind of the second part of it um, is you know, focusing on recovery, like just trying to you know, still continuing on my journey, sleep, you know, my, my sleep journey. I, uh, I know a wonderful course you could take for that. <laughs> of course. I'm, I'm not shocked. You have a recovery course, but look, look I think it's a big deal for people. Like I I'm so excited about it because I think I, it's such an underutilized aspect. Like we do all this work in the gym. We spend all this money on shoes. We, we, you know, we do all this stuff. And then so many people, are like not prioritizing their recovery or they're not sleep, you know, not sleeping or not eating enough, or they're just, they're doing something that's sabotaging the recovery. It's like stepping over dollars to pick up pennies, right? It just like doesn't make any sense. So I'm super excited about it. And what, what's the, what are the key parameters of this recovery program? Um, so the first thing is we talk about how to use wearable technology to track the right metrics. So like your resting heart rate, your HRV, um, your respiratory rate, your total time in bed, like those are things that, you know, if, if I just look at those numbers, I can tell once we've established a baseline, I can tell whether you're recovered or not, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, for, you know, I won't be able to tell how sore you are, but it's amazing how accurate it is when you're like, man, I'm feeling beat up today. Oh, shoot. My resting heart rate is five beats higher than normal. And my HRV is in the gutter, right? Like, it, it, your body shows you these signals. Um, so we, one, we talk about wearable technology, which wearable tech we like, like Aura Ring, Whoop, Garmin, Apple Watch, things like that. Then once we have established which wearable tech we're going to use, then we start tracking our metrics. And then we start to optimize your, your sleep environment and your nutrition. And then we talk about training. Because a lot of people overtrain, especially a lot of the masters athletes listen to this podcast. Like if you're following like a super high level competitive program and just feeling sore every single day, that's a sign that your body is like, hello, we need more recovery. Right. Um, soreness isn't a bad thing, but like 
torrential, like debilitating soreness is a sign that you're not designing your training properly or not recovering enough. So we kind of stack all these pieces on top of each other to create what we think is a really well-rounded, like here's how to fully optimize your recovery. Because my guess is, you know, some people probably have a few of these like five different, you know, like levers you can pull. A few of them are like perfectly dialed in, right? But there's probably one or two that are completely out of whack that's really sabotaging your your recovery. So once we can start tracking it with a wearable technology, we no longer have to hook up sensors to our brain or anything like that. It's like we can get hard data on what's our heart rate, what's our HRV, how much time have we been sleeping? And then from there, we can start to make tweaks. And like for me, a big one is like, um, I like have like a bed air conditioner now and I have fully blackout curtains. Like just those two changes has taken my like restless sleep where I used to get a little bit too hot and, you know, like cars driving by would shine into my, my room and I'd like wake up or something like that. Like once I started really focusing on optimizing my sleep environment, sure enough, I can see in all my sleep metrics, like I'm sleeping better. I'm sleeping longer. My heart rate is, you know, getting lower throughout the night. My HRV is spiking higher. Like all of these things are good. So we don't know what's going to work for you, but we kind of present the whole argument and the whole picture of like, here are things you need to look at. Here's how we recommend you do it. And then watching your body like take over is, is amazing. Um, so we're, we're, we're super excited about it. And like I said, we're, we're, I guess when this podcast is released, uh, technically the course is opening its doors the next day. So I'm, I'm super pumped about it. And so we're CJ and, and Justine, if you've listened, if anyone wants some homework to go listen to the true experts in this realm, um, uh, we have Dr. CJ and Dr. Justine Ward, who came on one of our podcasts. I don't know which number it was, but they came on and we talked about recovery and, and sleep and stuff like that. And they know their stuff. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I think the biggest like testament to this particular course is our videographer, Travis, the guy who was filming it, who was just there to film, right? Like we're not teaching him where he's just there like recording and making sure the audio doesn't break. He came back to me like a couple video shoots later and he's like, Ben, I feel amazing. And I'm like, why? He's like, I followed everything you guys talked about. I changed my sleep environment. Like I'm tracking this with my wearable tech. Like I feel incredible. And I was just like, I'm using that as a testimonial on the sales page. So uh, I was super, super pumped about that. So hopefully people get some good value out of it. Yeah, I love the data from the wearables. I haven't quite pegged it yet to actually optimize sleep and recovery, but I'm starting to learn. Yeah. Which is good. I think that's the trick. Like you just have to take time to really digest the data and figure out what it's telling you. Cause it's, you know, all the variables that go into the data is not identical. Meaning like I was traveling last week. So I'm sleeping in a different bed, different bedroom, different noises. Yep. I had been driving, which means my diet was different. Like, Uh you know, you, you kind of have to figure out, you know, what are the variables playing into this? And, and I think kind of like the diet piece, the consistency of what you're, you know, in this case, sleep, what it looks like on a day in and day out basis is where you really can reap the rewards. Even if you have an off day or two, you know, have a pattern that you can be in. And that's what I'm finding is, you know, I, when I get better rest, it's because I'm doing the same activities. What, what have you noticed has like negatively or positively 
affected like the numbers that your wearable tech spits out? Like, have you noticed like, oh, wow, when I drink, I had no idea it tanked my scores that much. Like, have you noticed any of those things? Yeah. Drinking messes up my HRV for sure. Uh, My resting heart rate is great. I'm going to yeah. huge shout out to myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like in the forties, right? Like, yeah, 40, like 40, 46, actually. Jeez, I'd um, be dead. Yeah. I'm a hummingbird. I have a really good resting heart rate. Um, but drinking messes up my HRV. And so like, because I'm on this nutrition plan, I'm not drinking at all, or I haven't, you know, this week for sure. And, um, and so I'm starting to see it change you know yeah. and so i'll be interested to see after a week or two of data like how much it changes yeah i think that's you know kind of an interesting thing um and, then right, and right now i've gone through some severe climate change like so i was down in the south last week it was literally 75 degrees you know and Jeez. now i'm back in ohio and it's 30 degrees and that's there's your wreaked havoc on my sinuses you know mm-hmm. and so my blood oxygen is different respiratory rate is moving around. Like, you know, a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. just, you know, has been jumping. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'm just, I'm going to be interested to see after, you know, kind of a week or two back in Ohio in winter and to your point, like I have bl- also have blackout curtains and a really nice bed and my room's really cold because it's over mm-hmm. the garage. Like it's kind of perfect sleeping conditions right now. And so I really want to measure it over the next co- couple of weeks with this, you know, better nutrition plan and see what it does yeah. for my overall recovery. Yeah. You'll be shocked when like, like little things like how late at night do you eat? You know, like um, how much hydration you get throughout the day. Like there's a few, there's like some factors where like, I never knew that this affected me so much or like how late do you look at screens throughout the day? Um, it's really fascinating. And, and I'm just hoping that like the more awareness that gets out, like I think Whoop and Aura Ring and all the other like wearable tech devices have been an overall great thing, uh, even though they're all selling our data, which probably isn't great. But um, the- <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't think some communist country cares what my resting heart rate is. <laughs> I don't think they. Oh, care it's not at all. a communist country. It's uh, it's the capitalists. Uh, oh, well, you're maybe, this maybe right back to the USA. Um, I'm going to get a message but, from Jeff Bezos that goes, Hey, uh, we think you might need to buy this pacemaker. Dude, so you need to, have you seen the movie? Don't look up. No, but I've heard it's great. I watched it yesterday and just the one I'll give away one line. He's like the, the tech CEO is like, I know how you're going to die before you do. And he's like, well, how am I going to die? He's like, buy a, what did he call it? It's like a, a brontosaurus. It's like, we don't even know what that is yet, but the AIs do. And mm. it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's great. But yeah, they, they, that's where that data is going. But long story short, I, I do think is it is an overall positive because like one thing that I feel like we have missed as a community, especially the old school, like where you and I come from, like the OG CrossFit days, it was more of like, it was all about how hard you worked and whether or not you ripped your hands or had bloody shins, right. you know, or met pukey. And luckily CrossFit got it right where like they, they had built in rest days into the, you know, dot-com programming. But I'm excited for us to like go deeper into that and actually start to like, there's a lot of geeky things you can do that play a very major role in optimizing your recovery. And like one little one that I know Justine mentioned is like every morning when you wake up, when the sun is low, if you can get like five minutes of exposure to like low level sunlight, 
it's it like actually sets an internal timer in your body so that your body's going to know when it's time to go to bed later in the day. And it's just crazy. It's like all these like biohacks that I, you know, like if you talk to me five years ago, I'd be like, that's ridiculous. But if you think about it, it's like our, it's unnatural for us to have all these lights around us right. all the time. Like right now it's dark and I should be like getting ready for bed because it's dark here in Colorado. But like when we start to like use a couple of these little biohacks to our advantage uh, that have been backed by science and, and, and proven to work, uh, it really does work to help you uh, like get better sleep and have your body primed and ready to, to go to bed and, and do all the recovery processes. So anyway, I'm, I love it. I love to geek out about it. Yeah, I do too. And I'm, I'm just constantly in the data. So I'll be, we'll talk, we'll keep talking about it over the next couple of weeks. Cause I'll be interested to see how some of this data moves um, particularly with travel coming up. You know, yeah. I mean, I'll have kind of a, a week and a half of, a consistent lifestyle here and then got to go to fly to Miami. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like, but yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you stay as clean as possible in Miami. I'm not saying I will, but I'll help you do it. Yeah, you won't. (laughs) You absolutely won't. I'm hoping we can get some uh, meet and greets from some listeners. Be awesome to meet some people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so we'll be there with you. Can will be there. Innovate will be there. Um, So we'll have a chance to hopefully see some people. There's going to be a podcast tent. Uh, We'll be podcasting live right from the festival which will be really really cool and fun i think never i've never done that before so also could be really loud who knows they like their loud music there (laughs) well you know we have i actually have real podcasting gear that's not in my house so oh wow i'll bring it with and we'll podcast there and it'll be fun be good stuff. fantastic i'm looking forward to it me too man all right. Well, uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining. Uh, keep an eye out. We'll have some special episodes coming out of Waterpalooza. So we'll have a, maybe a little updated, you know, not just your normal every Tuesday release. Uh, give you guys some uh, different content that you haven't heard before. And uh, we'll probably wrangle some people to talk to while we're down there as well. Yeah, I'm sure. I think there's a couple people down there we might want to chat with. Who knows? Yeah, maybe a couple. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, for everyone listening, appreciate you guys joining and we will chat with you guys soon. Awesome.